1: If you were too busy having some afternoon tea for the Queen and watching Rod Stewart gyrate on stage, you might have missed some brilliant rally action over the weekend, and we'll talk all about it today. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Any chance we get, we love to talk about WRC and rally on the Autosport Podcast. We do, every week, make shows about rally stuff, and you can tune into the Gravel Notes Podcast, where Tom Howard uh, makes some brilliant, brilliant shows along with myself. Uh, I've just asked the questions. Hey, it's all all the magics with Tom. Uh, So if you want to like your rally stuff, make sure you open your podcast app, search Gravel Notes Podcast, you'll find it. You get some deep rally stuff on there. But occasionally, we like to bring that content right here into the main Autosport podcast feed uh, because rally is absolutely on a flyer right now with a brilliant championship battle legends back in the sport doing the occasional uh, weekend of racing and we've just come off the back of four brilliant days in sardinia so thomas here to talk all about it and what a weekend where Tanak ended his world rally championship victory drought with a big win Rally Sardinia that uh, actually Hyundai's first triumph in the new Rally1 era and reporting on all of that the action for Autosport and Motorsport.com was our man Tom Howard Tom on the podcasts uh, a big a big win for Tanak over the weekend absolutely
2: a yeah. massive massive moment for for Oitz and Hyundai they've Hyundai've had such a difficult uh, a few months um, leading up to this uh, so many so many troubles internal upheaval in the team uh, a late call to even do rally wrong regulations so they've been mm. playing catch up for, for months now to Toyota and M Sport when they've had buckets of reliability issues and for Oit himself he hasn't he hadn't even won uh, a rally since uh, Arctic Rally Finland in 2021 in February so like it's it was 462 days he'd gone without a win which is far too long for someone of his talent so yeah it's uh you have to say please for Hyundai because they've gone through such a an effort to get to this point and also it was good to see Oit smiling again like we haven't seen him smile for such a long time it was the oit of old which is a worrying uh, prospect for for the rest of the field because when he's in the mood and he's got a car that works he's, he's hard to beat uh, it's been uh, challenging very challenging uh, especially beginning of uh, this generation so definitely very happy uh, especially for uh, all the mechanics actually they put uh, incredible effort you know uh, all the end of the last year and beginning of this year, and uh, also now this really you know, it was never easy. So they make good job to, to keep the car going. So, uh, no, it was definitely a challenge.
1: Anything specific how they have done to nail these gremlins? Interestingly, he
2: was very lucky to win this rally because he did actually have a reliability concern of his own and it did threaten his, uh, his chances. But he was offered a rare, rare piece of good fortune. Um, so I don't know whether he's been praying or doing something to try and turn his luck, but he actually got a bit of a piece of good fortune on, on the Friday because he had a transmission issue, which meant he was down to three-wheel drive uh, and was losing time, actually lost the lead. Uh, but then the organisers cancelled the final two stages of the day um, where he would have lost way more time um, and actually headed into Saturday only 0.7 behind uh, Toyota's s So he was he was offered a massive stroke of luck because it meant that Hyundai could fix the problem without him losing more time uh, for the rest of the rally. So he really does have that to thank. Uh, but again, the reliability issues were still there as, uh, as Thierry Neville, who just cannot buy uh, a piece of luck at the moment everything everything seems to be going wrong for him he ha- also had a transmission issue was down to two-wheel drive lost two minutes and that was his sort of rally over before he um he rolled the thing on saturday which is uh not ideal but um yeah uh a, a real stroke of luck unusual bit of good luck for for tanak and uh he made the most of it to win to win nine stages overall out the twenty-one, he was dominant, absolutely dominant, uh, to to win the rally um, by more than a minute from
1: M-Sports Craig Breen. So a, a really good performance
2: despite some issues.
1: And issues for his competitors as well. It must be said, it was a, a, a rally of attrition for some, but spectacular as well. Like the photos that I, I was looking, that we were posting over the weekend. Um, what whether it's the um, the water splashes or whether it is just that uh, that gravel and the dust which was hanging in the air, which we can talk about now if you want about how the drivers were feeling about that dust. It is a spectacular but really hard rally on the cars and on the drivers in those temperatures. Can we just address the temperatures and that that kind of dust in the air as well?
2: Absolutely. This probably will be uh, perhaps the toughest rally they will actually do. And that's, that's saying quite a lot. Given that's saying problem.
1: something, isn't it? Because you're going to Africa yeah. in three weeks. Yeah, like, yeah because two Safari, weeks
2: yeah, Safari <laughs> got up in two weeks' time. And so this is quite a, a situation. So just to sort of explain why it was so tough is... Firstly, these are incredibly long days. Um, uh, Thierry was saying that he gets four hours sleep. That's it, uh, a night, because they're up very early, 4 a.m. in the morning, and they don't finish till 8 o'clock at night. It's uh, it's a real brutal, brutal day. And when you're doing that in 40-degree temperatures, and then to add into the fact that the cabin temperatures in cars are a lot higher because of the exhaust Uh, positioning of the rally one hybrid cars so you're talking like 60 70 degrees inside the car Um, it's it's incredibly hard and then for example on saturday they only had a a 15 minute break uh, to get a bit of food and water before they go again and you just think how do these guys do it Um, but yes incredibly tough the the team's and the FIA recognized the conditions and the situations in the car. So there was frantic changes to the cars to try and get the temperatures outside of the cockpit, try and lower them. Uh, so for example, Hyundai fitted a reflective golden roof to try and reflect the sunlight to, to uh, reduce some of the heat in the car. There were some extra vents drilled into windows and some ceramic uh, sort of heat shielding put around the firewall and the exhaust to try and... Take some of the heat away. Uh, Toyota even uh, redesigned their roof vent and uh, brought a whole new roof vent, which has uh, had wow. to had to uh, had to come in some luggage from the uh, from the team members in Finland. They have to carry it in their suitcases uh, to get it to the to the rally. Uh, that was how tight it was, and they were fitting that on the Wednesday. So uh, it was um, yeah a lot of a lot going on, and you had to feel for the drivers because it was incredibly hot. Um, interestingly. Esa Lapi um actually sort of tried to train himself for the conditions by uh, sitting in his race suit in a sauna in Finland to try and replicate wow. the the conditions he would be facing. Um, but you just can't really sort of imagine how tough it could be. I mean, Cali Robin Pear even said that the car was basically a sauna. Like all he needed was the water to throw on the floor and it would have been a sauna. <laughs> like it, it, that was how tough it was. So I, I take my hat off to the drivers and particularly the co-drivers who, are, who have to really uh, suffer in, the, in those heat, uh, in those ex- extraordinarily hot conditions in the car. So um, to, to reach the finish, you would have been proud of yourself because that is, is some effort to get there, and, and let alone to win.
1: As you've been uh, recently hanging out with the mechanics uh, for a special feature, I'm surprised you're not also uh, throwing a bit of love their way. Yes, as well, well of course, all I the should, team members. I should <laughs> I should
2: point that out, actually. It's a very, very good point, because um, Kali actually said that at the moment, like the mechanics are getting perhaps two hours sleep a night, which is, is, wow. is not good enough, really um in this situation just how these are how brutally long the days are so um yeah my hats i was off to those, to those guys they're absolute heroes for uh for doing what they do um to keep the drivers going um but yeah it's a really this is when you need your team around you this is when you need everyone uh helping you out because this is not it's not it's not just a sport it's a it is, it's a genuine survival, you know, like it's that, uh, at times it's that tough. So um, yeah, these guys are
1: superhuman. Wow. Let's uh, talk a little bit about how the progress of the weekend went because uh, it was not it was not nailed on actually. He had to kind of dial in his performance as as the rally went on. Just talk us through how the lead changed hands and how he consolidated that win.
2: Yeah, so actually we started on a Thursday with a, with a super special which is quite a fun little stage around uh, the city of Olbia. And uh, that was one by by Thierry Neville, who headed into Friday with the lead. But then we had the first proper gravel stage. And this was uh, sort of, uh, I believe, 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, so very early for the guys. But the issue here was, uh, such was the tight um, schedule that the guys were facing. Um, they, the organisers had gone to three-minute intervals between the cars, which was clearly not enough because the dust hanging in the air was causing all sorts of visibility issues for those behind. It was actually the only point of the rally where Cali Rothenpera had an advantage, really, because he was first on the road and uh, didn't have to face any dust. But uh, it was, honestly, from the vision and the onboards, incredible how they all got through that without crashing because you just couldn't see beyond the bonnet, really. It was that that tough so rightly so uh, the drivers were not happy about that um a lot of uh, choice words but the the right words too were directed at the organizers and on saturday uh, a resolution was found and four minute gaps were introduced to the first two morning stages so that that issue didn't come uh, back up again so that was good
1: Actually, talking about uh, organisers, marshals, I guess, and the heat. Uh, these are also people that uh, we can't go motor racing without marshals. And there was a bit of confusion. It's understandable. Everyone's human on Saturday. What happened here and how did it affect the rally? Yeah, this
2: the red uh, Saturday night. Yes. Uh, let me yeah. just try and remember that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot happened. Um, so, uh, yeah, probably one of the most uh, bizarre things we've seen for a while. Um Adrian Formo crashed out of fifth place on the final stage of the day of Saturday night. and uh, His car partially blocked the road, so rightfully so, the red flags were, were shown and the stage was suspended. Uh, once uh, the car was cleared, the stage resumed, but a marshal, uh, one of the marshals, kept uh, their red flag out, uh, which was seen by... Green and Tanak who were the two front runners so important too to have seen those that red flag and they slowed down even though the rest of the stage was live so he had this situation yeah. where the poor Marshall had, had made a mistake but it's quite a uh, a big mistake because that affects the entire uh, field for times and everything so there was a point on Saturday night where we generally didn't know just how far ahead it was going to be because they had to uh, you know, decide what to do and, and the result was to hand notional times to the guys that were effective and basically, effectively, it was, it was almost like the stage was cancelled because the, the time differences didn't change. But for a moment there, there was utter confusion because, like, Oytanek's seen a red flag and he slowed down, Craig slowed down and he's like, why am I slowing down? Because there's no, What are we slowing no down incident. here for? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so have the, have, have the FIA said uh, whether they've been able to work out why the marshal was confused? Was she given the wrong information? Or is that investigation know, ongoing?
2: All we know at this point is an investigation is ongoing, oh, but okay. uh, there hasn't been an actual sort of clear uh, explanation as to what happened. Yeah, but but yeah. it was pretty obvious from watching... What did occur? Whether obviously we don't know what information was given to that marshal, but clearly the red flag was very visible uh, to the drivers, so uh, it was an interesting one. The other, the only other unknown that we have is that we're not sure if Pierre-Louis Loubet, who was before those two, actually was showing a red flag because we didn't see it on the camera.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, worth saying what I said a minute ago as well, which is we can't go racing without marshals. They do an amazing job. Um, mistakes happen because everyone's human. It can be overwhelming as well with so much responsibility on your shoulders in situations like that. And that leads me on to thanking our sponsor of the Autosport Podcast recently, help. Online therapy. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for coming back and sponsoring more podcasts here at Autosport. Life can be overwhelming, and many people get burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms like lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped. You can feel detached. You can feel fatigue more. It happened to me 12 or 13 years ago. I'd I'd worked every day since I was 16, often six days a week for most of that time uh, on the radio. And I just got to 30 and I thought I was tired, but I think it was more than that. I think I was absolutely overwhelmed with work and just took a year off, did a bit of freelance here and there, jumped back into my career and never looked back. We always associate burnout with work, but it's not the only cause. Any of the roles in life that we lead can lead to burnout. And BetterHelp Online Therapy want to remind you to prioritise you. And you can talk to someone to figure out what's causing stress in your life. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy uh, that offers video or phone or live chat sessions with your therapist, so you haven't even got to see someone on camera. If you don't want to, you tell them how you want to go about it and they'll meet you there. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And they're very kindly sponsoring the Autosport Podcast with 10% off your first month with BetterHelp.com. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Autosport. Or if you're just curious, go and have a look at that page. Better H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash Autosport. Bought. All right, let's get back to the podcast now. Four-day event, four different leaders at various points over the weekend as well, Tom. After um, Thierry had
2: got got the lead on Thursday, he lost that to mm. Elfin Evans on the Friday morning. But Elfin hit a compression, uh, which put, punched a hole in his radiator on his Toyota. So he was out of action very early Friday, out of the lead. That put his teammate Lappy ahead. Before Lappy And what happened a- to
1: him on Saturday? Was it Saturday morning?
2: Yeah, Lappi yeah, crashed out on crash. Saturday morning, yeah. so he crashed out the lead on on Saturday morning, handing Oit the advantage, which Oit basically took a grip off and then commanded the rally from there on in. So, uh, at one point, we did have four different leaders in four stages, so it was sort of mm. it was pretty busy, um, but yeah, ultimately a quite a hectic rally, not only t- sort of from the temperature side of things, but just on the action on the stages plenty going on uh
1: to keep your eyes on absolutely and said, uh, a great result for um Hyundai and, and for Tanak as well who's waited a really long time uh to uh to get back on the top step of the podium talk us through the rest of the podium if you will as well
2: obviously won the rally but uh he won it from M Sports Craig Breen who produced his best drive of the season he needed that um he really did he was he even admitted afterwards that he'd, he'd become slightly lost um with himself really over the last couple of events and perhaps was trying a bit too much. And he was under a bit of pressure being team leader as well and and he's said he said afterwards that I just let the car do the talking, I didn't worry too much about chasing things and it it all came good for him. Uh he was he was excellent, uh, a really really solid display. And scored M Sport's first podium since January's Monte Carlo Rally, so it was it was a podium that was much needed by the team. Um, In third was Danny Sordo, so it was a double podium success for Hyundai. So they were super happy with that, and for Danny as well, the experience just tells he's he's thirty nine, he's won this event twice and in fact this is only his second start in the car and in two starts of he's course, finished third. Of course cuz he's
1: sharing sharing the car and so no experience or very little experience of these yeah. rally one cars.
2: Very little experience and he's finished third on his two starts. So you Brilliant. know you can't you can't argue he's a very safe pair of hands uh, and as Craig Breen said in the uh, in the pre event press conference that uh, if uh, he can drive with more confidence as well because he's such a good-looking man that he could fall back <laughs> on his modeling career. Um, those were the words of, of Craig Breen, uh, who yeah. was very, 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 uh, very in good comedy form this weekend, shall we say? But, uh, but yes, uh, Danny Solo, safe pair of hands, and in fourth, we really should uh, make a, a big deal of this because uh, Pierre Louis Lube finished fourth, which is his best ever result in the WRC, and he's had a rough eighteen months. So, if you remember, last year, a difficult time in a in a in a 2C competition high and I struggled massively. Uh, people didn't really think a great deal of him, but now we've seen the real uh, Lube and, he, and he's quick. He's good. He's a very good driver. And also last year he, he got run over um, yeah. to add insult to injury, breaking his hip uh, just when he was walking around in Paris. So he was he really had an awful, awful 2021. So it was so good to see him smiling and not only smiling but performing brilliantly and, and overshadowing his uh, M-Sport teammates Gus Greensmith and Adrian Formo who were who are there for the full season. So they may well uh, be under a bit of pressure because this, this chap is uh, is, is rapid.
1: Yeah. I'm talking to Craig Breen. He, he's never lost his, his sense of humour. Uh, this is what he told uh, the TV cameras at one point over the weekend.
2: What well, is it or is it fixed? The giggling pin fell out of the laughing shaft, but I managed to, managed to get it back in again, no, so we're okay.
1: So if you missed it, he said the giggling pin fell out of the laughing shaft, but he got it back in, so we we're okay. So who knew he was such an accomplished engineer as well? Of course, all the drivers are pretty handy with a spanner, but uh, but who knew, eh? It's just brilliant to hear that. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I think if uh, if the rally career doesn't go well, he's got a career in comedy, hasn't he? Like He genuinely is a breath of fresh air, very, very funny guy. And he's the character that, that we need to see in, in the WRC and also in just in motorsport in general. Like, we need that bit of comedy every now and then just to sort of, you know, keep everyone uh, sane in some respects. But he's just so yeah. brilliant at it. Like, he's so... That stage-end interview is is got will go down as one of the greats because we have had some great ones over the years, but that was delivered with such a deadpan way that it was just brilliant. I mean... Um, what he was actually (laughs) trying to disguise there was he had a hybrid issue but he did it such a such a brilliant way that everyone's forgotten about the actual problem and just laughing about the about what he said and I mean the presence of mind to come come up with that like after battling through the heat I mean I don't think I could do that like he must have (laughs) uh, some sort of some sort of special talent going on in his brain there but, or maybe the heat had just got, just got to him so much and he was delirious who knows but maybe um, that's what it was maybe that's what it was uh, but- so that but he kept talking about it like he, even at the end of the day he was asked about that that comment again and he said oh you know the laughing shaft it's very hard to find
1: like he's just he's just he's just uh, he's just it. such a great character you also caught up with Hyundai boss Julian Monsei and this is what he told you on the phone literally minutes after the win. Have a listen to this.
0: It's a great win really, for the whole team. Uh, I mean, We, we push uh, very hard. We, we know we had a difficult start of the season. We push very hard, 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 hard. And uh, every time uh, it, uh, it was uh, difficult, we were close, but not close enough. We had a uh, lot of uh, issues in terms of reliability and so on. So on. It's really uh, welcome for, for the team, for, um, for
2: for the drivers and so on, and we will help us to keep some uh, motivation back. I was going to say, because there's been an awful lot of work that's gone on to try and catch up. Like This must be a credit to, to all your team.
0: For, for sure, we, kn- we know that there is a lot of work uh, to do. This, this is clear. Uh, we have to improve on uh, many points still, but uh, right now, uh, let's just enjoy the moment, and tomorrow, or let's say Tuesday when we are back at the factory, let's push again.
1: So, yeah, really important there, uh, by the sounds of it, just how uh, just how much this win is going to mean for him, the team, the company as well. It needed to come as well, didn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone would have been under pressure there, um, you know, when a manufacturer is putting this level of, of funding into a, a program and, and the reliability issues that have suffered. But of, of, you have to obviously remember, as we highlighted there, that it's not really you can't really blame the team. They were given quite a late notice to get everything ready. So, and they lost their team team boss and uh, Andrea Adamo in December. So um, who, who departed for personal reasons. So um, a huge task to try and get this program together and to get the car firing up uh, as it should. So yeah, I have to say a really, uh, you know, people forget that these people, like when you, when the cars are not running well, people forget that these people are still working just as hard. Um, to try and get the results, they're not just sitting there doing nothing. Like they are pushing, pushing, pushing to try and catch up. So this was a massive relief and uh, a deserved result for the team. They needed that, and uh, and you could see it in the in the face of the people afterwards that this meant such a lot to them because it's been such an awful year to date. Uh, but still, work to do there, right? Oh, absolutely. There's still work to do. Uh, Oit said that they are they are nowhere near perfection with the car, which is obviously. It's it's brutal, but it's honest. Um, but this will give them at least motivation to keep pushing, because if they know that they've with a car they can win with a car that isn't perfect, then they know that you know if they do get this right, they have got an absolute weapon on their hands, and they could take the fight to Toyota and M Sport um, for the rest of the year. So it's not over yet. It's, it's a long shot, definitely, but it's not over.
1: Okay, so we have talked about Oyton Craig, uh, Danny. Oh, we, we should talk about Robin Rovampera, who came in yes. fifth in the rally after three on the bounce and two first on the road as well. Um, ha- but, but, important to say, extending his lead, I think, uh, let me look, I made a note of it over the weekend, 55 points, I think he's extended his lead now, which at the end of the day, over Newville, if you can come away from an event where there's a bigger gap between you and your main rival, well then, there's not too much to complain about. But how did Robin and weekend go?
2: Yeah, uh, Cali, was, it was always going to be a difficult weekend for Cali. Like, I think, obviously, after seeing him win three on the bounce and two from starting first on the road, we kind of expected that he'd still be in the mix for victory. But, you have to remember that if you're going to, if there was an event where you're starting on first on the road, this one is probably one of the toughest because... You've got the heat to deal with the stages are not exactly fast; they're quite loose and slow and tight, so you're gonna lose a lot of time sweeping the roads so but there wasn't it wasn't just that he he wasn't completely comfortable in the car. And it's the first time we've really sort of seen that since Monte Carlo where he wasn't quite didn't have that confidence to push um so yeah, all was not completely well with cali uh, over the weekend. But again, you have to give him credit because he knew this is where, this is where, this is the key point is that despite that, he was still smart enough not to throw it off the road and just to mm. keep going and know that if I just finish in, you know, at some point, people are going to have trouble. I'm going to rise up the leaderboard and I'm going to finish with a, a handy uh, bunch of points, which is
1: exactly what He got some power, he power stage points at the end of the weekend as well. And that's what he needed yeah absolutely um yes yeah, so he had a wild
2: scare early on where he sort of almost threw it off the road and lost his rear wing uh, but and he also had a spin which you know we haven't seen that for such a long time so he was definitely struggling i and I don't think he was totally happy in t- in terms of the conditions inside the car I think he was really struggling uh a little bit and I think he, he didn't quite let on just how much he was struggling but I think there is a there was definitely some some issues there um. But yeah to extend your lead. It was perfect. I mean he's he's just he's just sort of he's on course really. That's all he needed to do to keep the title very much safe. I mean yeah, he's yeah. got he's yeah. got Kenya coming up which will be tough starting first on the road, but if he just keeps the scoreboard ticking over that's all he needs to do.
1: Yeah, his star is definitely in the ascendancy right now. Loads of new fans uh, jumping on board with Callie Robin, Pera You know what he needs? He needs some decent merch. He needs some hats, some hoodies, stuff like that. Get the fans involved. He needs to get involved in Shopify. Thank you very much to the sponsor of today's Autosport podcast because we cannot make these shows without our very kind sponsors. It feels like everyone's starting a side business these days, or maybe Robin Para's merch shop. Uh, because because it's so easy to take a side hustle and make it into a big business or leave it as a side hustle or maybe start something in the evenings and that's going to be your ticket out of your daily grind. And you know what these people are hearing a lot of? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify. If you're wondering what that is, it's an all-in-one commerce platform. You can start, you can run, and you can grow your business. Well, Shopify makes it really simple to sell to anyone wherever they are you can probably think of the idea you know what you want to do but what about an online shop what about finding customers what about scaling that burning idea that's what shopify can excel at and take all of that off your plate you don't need skills in coding or design it's how every minute of every day a new seller makes their first sale with shopify you know what if 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 Robin Perra hasn't got his own line of merch yet, there must be. I follow him on Insta, and he's, you know, it's just cars going sideways. You know, he's not really pushing his own stuff. There must be uh, plenty of uh, the WRC drivers have got their own uh, merch and stuff. I've just never paid enough attention to. Maybe there there are some Shopify stores out there already in rally. Well, uh, if you want to start your own business selling today with Shopify for free... Hello, yes, for free with 24-7 support. Uh, Shopify are ready to help every step of the way. Uh, it's a possibility thanks to Shopify. Sign up for a free 14-day trial at shopify.co.uk slash autosport. All one word. Autosport is our code. You can use that. You can find out more. It helps us grow this podcast. Uh, you can go to shopify.co.uk slash autosport auto sport right now and you can grow your business today at shopify.co.uk slash auto sports well let's get back to talking about cali rovin and looking at that championship scoreboard well firstly he's into three figures now on 120 um but when you you know you, you just look down 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 and then newville's on 65 and you go okay right so he has got one hand already on this year if if, if things go in his favour. But let's take the opportunity to look forwards to Africa. You will be getting on a plane a week tomorrow, is that right? No, in two weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so that's great, it's great. Uh, you were saying uh, before we hit, we started recording, and it's your first trip uh, to uh, to watch the rally in Africa as well. So for anyone that loves the sport, a really big moment for you to go and report on that for, for the rest of us. Yeah, no, I'm certainly uh, looking forward to it. It'll be quite, quite an eye-opening experience.
2: I think um, it's just one of those iconic events in in motorsport. Like people, you know, remember the the Safari Rally of old. You know how how, how uh, special that was. You know, for me, watching Colin McRae win that um, growing up. You know, it's certainly an event that I used to hold a uh, hold pretty dear. And certainly when I was playing Colin McRae on the, on the PlayStation or whatnot, it was definitely <laughs> one of the events I would, uh, I would try and tackle. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be a special event. It's, it's a real, it's one of those jewel in the crown moments for WRC. They get spectacular vision. Um, it's super popular with the people there. Like they, they get crowds just lining the streets to watch the cars enter the stages, let alone actually uh, compete. So Yeah, it'll be it'll be an exciting moment. Certainly, one for the uh, for the career highlights. I think.
1: And who are we? Because we will see Ogier, won't we? Because he's doing his LM uh, LMP2 stuff. uh, But it times out and Loeb as well. That's what I didn't know. So that's amazing. So So, yes, we will have once again the battles on.
2: (laughs) We will have the two uh, two goats back. Yep. Uh, goats on safari. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be... Sebastian Ogier obviously won this event last year. So he has a little bit of experience uh, of this new version of the safari rally, shall we say. Whereas Loeb, the last time he did it was 20 years ago in 2002. So this was the old, old safari rally, which was super, super long. Um, so this will be interesting. I mean, for him to come back, you know, twenty years after. Um, so, you, know, I guess we're all hoping for those two to to battle it out as well. But again, I think if if uh, you know, we should be pretty excited now that the Oita's got a win on the board because if he heads into there in the right frame of mind and the car holds up, you know, we've got a real battle on our hands here. Um, so it'll be interesting. Kali Ruff obviously last year actually was was leading the event and crashed out um so it's it'll be interesting for him he he's not super like super keen on the event shall we say he said like yes or no. i'm looking forward to it like yes it's a spectacular event but but no it's really really tough like it's genuinely one of the toughest on the calendar so it will could be a turning point in the championship if if things don't go his way so um we'll see but
1: uh we'll certainly uh we'll certainly have drama that's that's for sure yeah I'm interested to know, before we sign off on this one, from you, you know, you'll be there in the service park uh, in Kenya, and so you witness all of this firsthand. When you've got rally royalty on display like that, does it in any way take off any of the pressure from Cali, he's so young, he's doing so well this year, or do the media still gravitate towards him? Because he's still smiling. Last time we did this podcast, you said he's shrugging off the pressure. It doesn't seem to be uh, telling yet. What's that dynamic like? I definitely think the when the Sebastians are there, it does take
2: uh, some of the attention, perhaps away from Cali and Perra, But we also have to remember that he is now um, becoming increasingly, increasingly popular in his home country now. There's a real push Um, behind Cali now obviously Finland was always a big rally country but now they've got someone who's who's really special Um, there's definitely been an increase from his homeland in terms of you know people wanting to talk to him people wanting to do activities you know there's definitely a lot more he's having to deal with now so it's going to be interesting to see how he copes with that Um, but yes I think the two Sebastians sort of do perhaps take some of the pressure away in some regard because Um, people start sort of focusing towards them and it's hard not to when you've got two legends like that of course you know people can say like oh you know why, why are we focusing on these two if they're only doing a partial campaign but I think we have to remember that in sport we don't often see and this is all sport we don't often get the chance to see two absolute titans going at it in the same time period if that makes sense like yeah, it's yeah. not often you get to see that like I guess in tennis we see it quite a lot with Federer and Djokovic and Nadal and and you know we've been lucky in tennis but there will be periods where you'll have like a person that dominates a sport in different eras so you don't really get the chance to compare and contrast so
1: i think that's why this is sort of
2: driven the excitement levels
1: yeah like if if it's a bit like if wimbledon took a 19 year hiatus and then it came back and the person who was like playing the last time, was still on top form. You'd be like, how is this possible yeah. from a sports person? But it, the rally doesn't get that much attention uh, that it should do, which is why it's interesting. And of course, once the next event is over, over uh, done and dusted, pardon the pun, uh, of course, we'll be halfway through the campaign. Yeah. And then we can start. And I think then there, there will be more pressure and people will start to look at that that championship table and be like, well, you know, come on, can you do it?
2: Yeah, I certainly think um let's also remember that, that we've got rally royalty getting very behind Cali at the moment, people like Marcus Grunholm yeah. and even on yes. the weekend, uh Juha Kankinen, a four time world champion, was singing Cali's praises, you know, like there's a lot he's he is gonna get a lot of pressure from from that in a in a way that, you know, these legends are saying that he's gonna win the world title and all this. That that it must be great to hear, but also difficult to hear as well, because there's a lot of people, you know, like hanging their hopes on him. Shall we say? Um, I', I going to be very interested to see when we get to Rally Finland. I think that'll be a real telling point because the crowd and expectation levels will be so high for Cali to perform to. Whether he can deal with that, I don't know. But um, imagine if he wins that event. I mean, that will be <laughs> something else because the you know. For for the Finns, this is their Formula One, isn't it? Like this is what they they get really behind. They have their own event, and it's just something quite special. So,
1: yeah, that will be that will be some moment if he can pull that off really looking forward to uh, every single weekend we can talk about this which is just brilliant right make sure you are following all of our various social channels for coverage not only when the cars are racing but the in between bits as well WRC makes some brilliant highlights packages uh, they provide for us to put on our website check out autosport.com motorsport.com as well uh, for all of our coverage and yes in a couple of weeks time uh, Tom will be jumping on a plane to Kenya Uh, but uh, uh, it's actually quite a long from where you are staying, it's a long old trek to even get to the rally. So this is going to be a mission. You're going to lose like a day of travel. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's kind of my own rally just
2: to get to the event. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping there's a few Amazing. little service uh, points I can uh, tuck into to get some fresh rubber or whatever. I'm sure but uh, I'm sure there but, will be. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be just an effort to get there and back. I think if I can. If I can get there and home safe, I'll be uh, I'll be pretty happy. But, uh, I, but saying that, it'll be um, it'll be amazing, uh, amazing experience. Not you know, not often do you get to an opportunity like this. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. Brilliant,
1: good stuff. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. All good, perfect. Thank you for that. Nice, Lovely. nice half an hour. Really yes. nice half an hour. That's yeah. We're good. getting that I quite
2: think- tight now, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely.